Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. And welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And we're excited to be here. Listen, thanks for checking in. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. I'm Gigi. Gigi, today is number four zero. Is that right? 40 episodes. Ooh, we've been trucking along, man. Gee, this is crazy. I still remember when you said, hey, G, I got an idea. Want to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> G, and that, listen, when we spoke about it, think yeah. about it. It was, I, I, I still stand on it. It was yeah. perfect because you bring so much, uh, and the response is off camera and on mm -hmm. camera. People love you. You know that. Oh. And because you bring your very articulation, your, your word play and and everything and then i just do my thing i could just you sit sure back and do. Just do my thing you know? I, I could just sit back and let 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 you run the show i it's love just, but i love I, yeah we got a great a uh, great we got partnership a great chemistry mm -hmm. and um the the do 40 episodes with someone that you enjoy doing that's with that's right that's great that's so right. uh today i'm excited yes okay let me tell you why i'm excited when i tell you the story of how i met butch beard not just butch beard he's a mm -hmm. legend he's okay. absolutely so new jersey nets head mm -hmm. coach new york knicks head coach Played for the Knicks. When he came out of college, I'm going to let him tell a story. He was the number one player in the country. Oh. Yes. So okay. when he came out of high school, he's from Louisville. He has an amazing story. In the story. country, yes, Yes, sir. in the country. When he came out. So you know the story. Um, okay, you would know the story. Uh, the team that upset um, Kentucky back in the day, they, they had a movie out of it. I made a movie out of it. You're not asking remember the me movie. that. But, okay. um, but anyway. <laughs> That's back in his day. Gotcha. He'll tell the story. Yes. Oh, I he knows hear that whole it, yeah. story. So uh, Butch Beard will be coming on in about 30 seconds. And I'm yes. very excited. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Anything? Listen, I, I, I'm i loving the weather. Everybody keeps talking about in the news saying that, oh, the trees are not as bright and vibrant. In my yard, they're bursting Ooh, with color. I'm wearing, like, I'm wearing oh, my look. yellows and the reds. <laughs> and the, like, I'm loving it. It's looking beautiful so far. So okay. I, I'm, I'm happy about fall. Um, yeah. You got a lot of trees in your yard. Oh, I have all trees in my yard. Um, and I still don't have a bagger on my riding mower. So, you know, you know, I like, I like oh, to get in the yard. So I'm, yeah, I'm, now, the leaves G are all over the place. Gigi got this huge, huge yard. Big, big yard. I do have a big yard. All right. I thought I had a big yard. Her yard is huge. Okay. <laughs> but she's a tree lover. And I, I, and I love trees. However, whoever's watching this have been to my yard. Most of those trees, you know, I cut down, G. I love the sun. I love, you know, I have like two or three yeah, yeah, trees yeah. left. I, I kept my split maple. I have a beautiful split maple in the uh, middle of the yard. So yeah. I love that one. Um, and I have a pine tree that oh, was planted from over 50-something years ago. Oh. Uh, the previous owner planted it, he said, when he was a little kid. Oh. And that's that big tree. Next time you're over, you'll see yeah, that yeah, yeah. tree like a big in my yard. But what we do during this uh, time is usually we go on. We got we do something called fall foliage. Okay. And so we drive up to Kent Falls, Connecticut. Remember yeah, that yeah. Kent Falls, Connecticut, mm -hmm. and that's the area of fall foliage. You should get to see all the beautiful oh. trees as you drive up. It's beautiful. It's just a great yeah. time. Yeah. So check it out. Check it out. Uh, also, guys, please hit the subscribe button and please email us if you would like to be on the platform and share it. Share this if you're enjoying this show. Absolutely. Share it with your friends. Send the link. Say hey, check T and Gigi out. They yeah. they they're amazing. All right. So listen, I hope you guys are ready. We have an amazing show. I hope you guys are ready. You ready? Here we go.
Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And Gigi. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have Coach Butch Beard on the screen. Welcome to the Welcome show, Coach. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Guys, thank you for having me aboard, okay? Oh. <laughs> I have listened to a number of podcasts, all right? So okay. I know what you do. All, all right. right. <laughs> all right. Not a stranger to this show. Love it. Love it. So so your background is, is G, I was telling Gigi about it. So she, she's like, okay, I just want to hear this background yeah. because I know it's amazing. <laughs> And I'm going to take everyone from the beginning all the way up to where we are now, because yes. I know the story and I know who you are and I know the player you were. Um, I know the coaching style you did. I know the 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 very famous people. You, you're one of your best friends is Wes Unseld, who you played with. You played. In Listen, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yes, I want to yes, hear the story. Yes, yes. So, yeah. so you have an amazing story. <laughs> so, Coach, I want to go back to the beginning and uh, I, I just want to ask you these questions. So tell, tell us, where were you born and raised? Well, I was born in a little country town in Kentucky. It's Hardinsburg, Kentucky. Okay. 1,400 people. Oh, so, you know, <laughs> mm. and when I left to go to college, it was 1399. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 1399. Right. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I was there and then I went to the University of Louisville. 1965 through 69. Right. But before we, we coach, before we go there. Okay. So you, you, you was born there and any siblings, any siblings? I have, I have three other brothers. Okay. And you're the baby. Three other brothers. No, no, no. I'm, I'm the old guy. Okay. Okay. I got you. I, I I'm the oldest of all of them. Oh. I'm the one that the mother was really hard on. Wouldn't let me go out. You oh, know, yeah. was always on me. You know what I'm saying? Latif? Absolutely. She wore me out. Okay. <laughs> and my mother, and my mother was four foot 11 and Ooh. the only woman in my life that I've always been afraid of. That's right. Oh, respectful. I understand Absolutely. that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, Coach, yes. what kind of student were you in, in elementary and middle and high? What kind of student? <laughs> <laughs> well, one would say I was a decent student. Uh, see, I came along. I came along uh, just as schools started to integrate. Okay. My aunt taught me at an all-black school in Kentucky my first seventh grade, from the first grade to the seventh grade. Then there was an integration, and, you know, we went to the white school in Breckenridge County there in Hardinsburg, Kentucky. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, I was a decent student in high school, was an honor roll student. So I think that kind of helped me, you know, to uh, find a way to get a college education as well, other than my athletic ability. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Coach, in in high school, because I I don't want to jump right into Louisville, because I know you were like <laughs> the superstar. I, I know this, and I I want the world to hear. Yeah. So, in high school, you started playing ball. When did you start playing ball? Middle school or high school? <laughs> I played I played basketball. Actually, I played on the varsity team my eighth grade. Okay. That, that's you know i was like six one at that particular oh, time man. i'm a big six four now you six know. one eighth grader <laughs> eighth grader that's amazing eighth grader <laughs> at, at during that time that's pretty good size you know yes uh i had a mentor in breckenridge county his name was mac duncan okay he was the first black player to go to the integrated school mm. he played went to berea college in Berea, Kentucky, he got a scholarship there. 
but Mac would always, you know, you play those pickup games out there and, and Mac would always pick me up and, and told me you play with the big guys. And that's how I learned to play basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Playing with the big guys. Now, when you were in high school, mm-hmm. you became the national high school player of the year. What did that look like your four years? Well, I might have to share that, Latif. I, I'd like I'd like to have that. I'd like to have that honor. But, okay. you know, I, I came along with <laughs> with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay? Oh, so you got, okay. Lou Alcindor. Yes, yes, right? yes, wow. yes, 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 yes. Wow. So, so, so uh, when I got drafted, uh, this is a little bit later, when I got drafted in 69, Kareem was the first player drafted in, in the draft, in the NBA draft, and I was the 10th player chosen. Okay. I will say this. Okay, I will say this. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I try to be, you know, as humble as I can. Yes. I was a hell of a high school basketball player. Yes, sir. I really was. Yes. I took a little I took a little took a little high school in Kentucky, and they don't they don't do it by by class or by size when they play the tournaments in Kentucky. So there was there were only 300 high school kids in the four grades of Breckenridge County. 82 happened to be my senior year. And so we played Big West Unsel and Seneca High School out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, my junior year, we lost to West. And then we came back my senior year and won the state title. Mm. And my junior year, we played 35 games. We were 30 and five and lost the championship to West. My senior year, we were 37 and three mm. because they didn't have football at my school. So you could play as many high school games in the state of Kentucky at that time that you wanted to. And we were 37 and three and won, and won the championship, okay. won the Kentucky high school championship. And that's a big thing in the state of Kentucky. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you came out of high school. What year was that? 60. I'm sorry. 60, 65. And you okay. guys split Mr. Basketball in America that you and uh, Kareem back then, right? Or, well, I, there, you know, they had a parade all American magazine at that particular time. Okay. And I do remember reading it and I, Kareem and I, along with three other guys were the top five players in the country. Country. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I was, you know, that I was as high as Kareem. But, you know, I was mentioned. Absolutely. I was mentioned. You All were right? up there. <laughs> you was yeah, you were right, up right, there. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, now the transition. So after high school, you wind up at Louisville. What other schools were you looking at? What other five schools were you looking at? It wasn't a five-school thing at that time. Okay. okay. See, you, I, I, had, I had scholarship offers from 257 schools. Man. Okay, so yeah, when okay. you said you were up there, you were up there. They, yes, they were looking yes. at you. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I boiled it down to the University of Kentucky or Louisville. Mm. Now, if I West the year before, if he had gone to the University of Kentucky, he would have been the first African-American to have gone to the Kentucky, you know, the University of Kentucky. Yes. Then I came the following year. And there was a big, big, big misunderstanding is really what it was. Uh, I, I was going to go to the University of Louisville after they recruited my mother. They didn't recruit me. 
They uh, recruited her. She, <laughs> she, she was convinced that that's where I should have gone. Uh-huh. I did. Uh, I did get Adolf Rupp came to my house, and, I, and this is this is something that you you don't know. He came to my house for a visit, and you know Rupp has this the stigma that he didn't want a black player at the University of Kentucky. I don't know if he did or not. I don't even know if he was racist. I just say he was a product of his time. I never get into all of that. But he came in and he started talking about, uh, well, you know, Miss Beard. (laughs) He said, well, when we go down to Alabama, Mississippi, it's really tough down there. You know, I tell you, down in Alabama, they threw some Coke bottles at us and, you know, and things like that. So my mother just said, her, her, her next question was this. If my son comes to Kentucky, will you protect him on those trips? Mm-hmm. So he never said yes. He never said no. He walked out of the house. My mama said, you know what? You're not going to the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So it was just it was just that simple that he did not answer the way that he should have answered, yeah. or otherwise I would have been the first African-American to go to Kentucky and integrate the SEC, and that happened to be another player down the road who did that. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And, and Perry Wallace, Perry Wallace is, is the first black player in the SEC. Perry Wallace came to the University of Louisville. We tried to recruit him. And we didn't get him at that particular time. Perry Wallace ended up being a judge, okay, and a professor in Washington, D.C. When I was at Howard, I talked to Perry. We talked about that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Now, at that time, did you think your mom had made the right call, or did you feel like she had sort of dashed some of your your, your hopes or what you wanted to do? Well, now I'm going to get back to my hopes, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, okay. yeah. When Kareem signed with UCLA, Coach Wooden called me and wanted me to come out to UCLA for an official visit. Mm -hmm. In my hearts of hearts, I turned him down because if I had gone to LA at that particular time for a visit, I was going to sign that. I was going to sign that scholarship. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I was going to sign that scholarship. But simply because my mother got involved in my basketball and in what was going on in my life, I decided that I wanted to stay as close to home as I could possibly stay Mm. so she could see me for the four years. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because uh, I could hear her voice all the time screaming and hollering over (laughs) 18,000 people at Freedom Hall. Get the ball, Butch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it from three chairs for mama. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. It. Now, Coach, you yes. go on to Louisville and you star for four yes. years. You, you star for four years. You're yes. Parade All-American. Yes. And uh, now when you came, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to read this right. When you came out of college, weren't you the player of the year? When you came out your senior year? I was... Uh, I, I, I was player of the year in the state of Kentucky. They they have an honor in the state of Kentucky that they call Mr. Kentucky. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was Mr. Kentucky my senior year. Gotcha. The year before, Wes was Mr. Kentucky. Wes Unsell. In 1964. Mm-hmm. Yes, Wes Unsell. Wow. And we, there is a 
big game that's played in the summer against the Kentucky, Indiana all-star, you know, high school all-star teams. Uh-huh. Well, Wes's team didn't beat. They, they split the two games. So there's a game in Indiana, game in Kentucky. But my team, the team that I was on, we won both games from Indiana for the first time in 10 years. So I tell Wes all the time. I used to tell him when we were, you know, in the dorm. I said, man, my team was better than your team. I want you to know that. (laughs) I want you to know. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, Coach, if you wind up going to Kentucky, you would have been on the same team with Pat Riley. Am I correct? Pat Riley, when I went for visits, Pat Riley was the guy that they – you know, that they let me be around because I guess he was, you know, I guess he was closer to being around black players at that particular time than anybody that they had on their roster. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to this day, and to this day, you know, Pat, which has done what he's done in his career and everything. Uh, when I did have a winter home down in Florida, I used to go down to practices. Pat would let me in, and you know we we had that we had that whole thing of going against each other when I was with the New Jersey Nets as a head coach, and he was he was in Miami coaching, so he always called me coach. I said, "Man, come on, Pat, you can call me Butch." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, coach, you graduate from Louisville and you go into the draft. What does that mm-hmm. what does that look like for you at, at that time? You're you're about 22, 23 years old. Mom is excited. I'm not that old, man. Come on. No. Don't do that to me. Oh, no. Wow. I'm just I'm just a baby. I just turned 21. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 21 going into the draft. Wow. Uh, mother, yeah. mama's so proud of you. What does that look like? How does but that it, feel? It, 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 it's not like it is now. See, the NBA, the NBA is, you know, is now it it really is a big business and it's show business. Mm -hmm. Back then, I I was working out at the University of Louisville knowing I might get drafted. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I it was my senior year. I had nine hours to pick up to get my degree. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was going to go to summer school, which I did. Uh, I was staying at my aunt's house because the. My family is an hour away, so I had relatives that were in Louisville that was my support system mm-hmm. and group while I was there for four years at L. And I walk in, and my aunt said, you know, you got a call from the Atlanta Hawks. I think they drafted you. Ooh. Okay? So I called them back, and they told me they drafted me, the 10th player in the draft. And here's the ironic thing of all. The ABA was just starting. Okay. The Kentucky Colonels, they were trying to get me to sign a document stating that I was going to play in the OABA mm-hmm. and not play in the NBA. As a matter of fact, I met with the owners of the Kentucky Colonels right after my last collegiate basketball game. And they wanted me to sign this document. And I told them that I, wa- I wasn't going either way, NBA, ABA. But I guess there were territorial rights at that particular time for teams. Uh, and the Kentucky Colonels were trying to get my rights. But mm-hmm. I told them I wanted to see the two leagues 
you know, bid against my services. Mm. So I ended up being drafted in the seventh round by the Dallas Chaparrales after being the 10th player chosen in the NBA. And Dallas never called me to this day to, you know, to say, hey, you want to come to the camp or anything? Wow. Never, never gave me an offer. Never gave me an offer. Why did that? Why do you think that? How did that happen that way? What do you think? I have a book. I can't tell you. Mm. I'm Buy the book. We got to leave room for that at the end go. of this interview. That's no, right. No, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a. I'm gonna write a book about it because uh, there were some. There were some things that were going on that I know that. Let's just say it wasn't kosher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so, therefore, I'm going to save that for my book. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, before before I even entered the University of Louisville, there was a big article, Latif, in Sports Illustrated. If you could get in Sports Illustrated back in the day when I was in high school, uh-huh. uh, Frank DeFord, God bless him, he's gone now. Came to a little Breckenridge County, wrote a big article about the recruiting between the University of Louisville and Kentucky to try to get me to play basketball for their schools. And Kentucky, you know, they really wanted to integrate the SEC and they wanted to be the one to do it. So it, it was wild back in that time. Wow. It really was. I had I, now I had a guy come up to my, my porch one day and he said, are you, and knocked on the door, says, are you Butch Beard? I said, yes, I am. Then he dropped a big end on me and said, if you ever step foot on that campus at Kentucky, we will kill you. Wow. Man. So, see, the kids today don't understand. They don't even understand some of the things that happened to mm-hmm. where they are today. I, I've been through everything. Okay. I've, been, I've been called everything that you could think of. I've been through everything. That's the reason why I want to write the book. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, if there's time, Tiff, I want to ask, because you talked about being at a segregated school, mm-hmm. and we didn't touch on that. Like, you just said, and yeah, and then we went, and I was in a, in a desegregated <laughs> school. What was that transition like? That's not a small thing. Well, it, it was a little different than what possibly you may have gone through from grade school to high school, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, to middle school or something. Mm-hmm. My aunt taught everybody in that little town of Hardinsburg, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She was a, she was a straw teacher. that you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was the only teacher. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a one room yeah. uh, building. She had the first grade, you know, and one out of the second grade, you know, and did it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so when she she found out that they were going to integrate, you know, the school system. The one thing she told us so before we went, you all make me proud. You show them that you can read and write. That's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so that was that, that, you know, that was it. Now, I, I come from on one side of my family from an educated group of people. Mm-hmm. I, I just talked about one of my aunts. I have another aunt who attended Northwestern University, and she's one of the first African-American females to graduate from that university. All right. So, and and she was involved when, she was involved when Kentucky and Louisville, you know, were recruiting me. She came down from Chicago a few times and, 
you know, we had conversations and she would always say, and her name was Aunt Thelma. She says, you know what? Nobody can stop a beard from doing whatever they want to do. Hey, <laughs> you know, good stock. So you come from, from good stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's from my father's side. That was mm-hmm. from my father's side. Mm-hmm. They, you know, from my mother's side was really hardworking people. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, now, coach. So, when you're in the league, how many years did you do in the league? You ten full years? I did. I did. I did nine years. I paid for ten, but they didn't give me credit for the ten. Okay. But I did nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was able to, I was able to be an all-star at oh. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, I, of course, played for the Golden State Warriors when we won the championship in 1975. Their first championship mm-hmm. with Rick Barry, yes. Jamal Wilkes. Yes, against the Washington, you know, Bullets at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, you know, I had a 10-year period that, a lot of people in the world would like to have. I won a high school championship in 65. Mm-hmm. I go to college and we're good in college. We were, we were number two in the nation behind UCLA for three years. Mm-hmm. And we always talked about we could beat UCLA, but I doubt if we could. You know, Kareem <laughs> was just that good. Uh-huh. And Wes wasn't big enough to prevent him from doing what he liked to do. Correct. Okay. Then I go into the pros. And I make an all-star team. This is after I get drafted to go to the Army, to Vietnam, and I get lucky enough I don't go. I stay at Fort Knox for 15 months and get out. Cleveland has a expansion draft. They pick me up, and that's when I ran into Bill Fitch. He was my coach. Oh, uh, I become an all-star that year. And I get traded right after that. I go to go to Seattle for Lenny Wilkins. And this is the reason why I want to write the book, because Seattle was not a good experience for a 23-year-old guy who was mm. just following his contract. Mm. Uh-huh. It was the wildest experience I've ever had. And uh, it was so bad that I told the Seattle Supersonics at the end of the year, I said, I know I have time left on my contract but I'm not coming back here. I'm not going to be treated like this because mm. the, it was the people, the mm. Seattle, the city of Seattle only had the supersonics at that particular time. They did not have the Seahawks, the football. They did not have baseball at mm. the time. It was just the supersonics. Mm. And Lenny Wilkins, of course, was the coach. He got traded and I had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just following my contract. The organization screwed that up, but the people took it out on me. I'll give you an example. My second son was born in Seattle. Okay. My oldest son is with me. So my wife has our second son, Corey, and I'm going to the supermarket to get some food. She gives me a list. I'm going to the supermarket to get the food. And Butchie and I, we're running around all over the supermarket, right? And this guy walks up in front of me. He said, I have this food in this cart and Butchie's in there. He says, you're Butch Beard, aren't you? I said, yes. You know, I mean, they're wearing me out all the time. I mean, I, I can't do anything right or anything. So he just looked at me. He says, you know what, Butch Beard, you stink. Just like that. Now, it took 
it took every ounce of my power mm-hmm. not to take that cart uh-huh. and run over him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I pick up little Butchie and I go back and I drive back to the apartment and I tell my wife at the time, you're going to have to go back over and get this food. I'm going to drive you back. It's an hour, so and so, so and so. Otherwise, it's going to be crazy around here, you know? Mm-mm-mm. So I, I had to make sure that we had protection because some people tried to try to break into our apartment and they did it when I was on the road. I don't know if, you know, I have no idea if they knew whose apartment it was, but my last game in Seattle, my family and I slept in Portland, Oregon, because I said I wanted out. We drove, we, we stayed in a hotel for three weeks. Okay. Our furniture went back to Kentucky and uh, we stayed in the hotel and right after the last home game, Jumped in the car and I went to sleep in Portland, Oregon. I wanted out of the state of Washington. Wow. Wow. Now, coach, you leave at some point, you go on to the New York Knicks, which was a. Yes. You play with Phil. Godsend. You play with Phil. Godsend. Yes. Godsend. Yes. Wow. Well, well, that that was after being with the Golden State Warriors, winning the championship. Okay. Okay. We're going back to going back to Cleveland for a second time mm-hmm. because they traded me to Seattle. Golden State trades me back to Cleveland, and <laughs> I run into Bill Fitz again the second time around. Right, and Latif, it was so funny. I, you know, I'm working with everybody there. They had a good ball club, and two years later, they you know they did end up being pretty good but (laughs) i'm talking to fitch and fitch is telling me on thanksgiving eve all right i hadn't seen my family because they had been in kentucky and they came up to cleveland Mm -hmm. my wife is cooking thanksgiving dinner and they cut me i walk in for a game and they cut me now we had shoot around that morning they could have told me they were going to do this so Mm -hmm. they traded me to Chicago. No, they didn't trade me. They cut me. They got they got uh, Nate Thurman from Chicago, uh, a couple of other players, and they sent Steve Patterson, who played at UCLA, to Chicago, and they cut me. And so when I went back for the game that night, I walk in the door, and I got little Butchie and little Corey. It's the first time I've seen them in a while. And Jimmy Rogers, who was the assistant coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers and one of Bill's right-hand men, came and told me, he said, coach wants to see you up in his office. And I walked up and he says, you're cut. Mm-mm-mm. I said, what? How can I be cut when just last year I helped a team win a championship? You haven't won anything. Right. <laughs> I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, you're cutting me? He says, yes, but you're going to get picked up. He says, come around. He said, then he wanted to shake hands with me. Then I stood up and I said, hey, Bill, here's the deal. If we get any closer, you're going to have to kick my, (laughs) okay, (laughs) or I'm going to kick yours because this doesn't make any sense. This does not make any sense whatsoever. 
So my Thanksgiving was really, uh, it was tough. Mm. We had Thanksgiving dinner the following morning. I sent them back to, I sent my family back to Cleveland. I, you know, cleared up everything there, went back to Kentucky. And in about a week, I ended up, New York picked me up. The New York Knicks picked me up. They picked me up. And the rest is history because the rest of the time I've stayed, you know, I've stayed in New York, basically, the rest of the time. Mm. In and out, mm. doing other things. Yeah. Coach, this has been an amazing, oh, amazing. episode. Gigi, you want to join us? I'm learning so much about like what it what what that pattern is like being in the NBA and that getting up to that. Amazing. Coach, we have about five minutes left. <laughs> we have about five okay. minutes. So uh you're going to uh, now fast forward, you you go into coaching. You coach that you wanna talk mm-hmm. about the coaches? Uh you coach that you coach the Knicks, you coach the Nets, you wanna go into that? Well, I coached the Knicks and the Nets as an assistant coach, but you know, we, we we get around to my experiences in college because I coached two historical black institutions, oh. Howard University right. and also Morgan State. Yes. I took Howard University to the NC2A championship thirty-five years ago. Right. Thirty-five years ago. And they thought I was crazy. And Morgan, I was trying to take them as well. I hope that I helped some young men, you know, grow up. and be really good people because I've had some health issues and every time that got out there that I was having health issues, my, my Howard and Morgan guys, they call me and they Mm -hmm. give give me the strength to keep on, you know, moving on. Uh, So, you know, I, I, I'm so happy that they came into my life when they did. I hope that I helped to improve them as young men. Uh, I, I just hope I did. I, mm-hmm. I think I did because of the way they treat me. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the fruit of your labor. That's beautiful. Yes. 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 Well, what happened yes. many, many years ago, uh, Coach and I met because he received a packet together on an amazing player that he fell in love with named TJ Mathis mm-hmm. out of New Haven, Connecticut. All right, New Haven. Yes. Okay. And, yes. Uh, yes. Coach, Coach drove down. And I'll, I'll never forget. I'll tell this quick story. I asked Coach, can he come down to see TJ Mathis? He said, Latif, why should I come all the way to Little New Haven? Mm-hmm. And I'm located right here in Baltimore, and I have a, amazing players right here. Right. I have a pot. So I said, listen, Coach, if you come down <laughs> and you get a chance to see this kid play, I think you'll be very impressed. Yeah. After talking, going back and forth, he said, you know what? I'm going to jump on my S. Uh, 500 Mercedes Benz. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. All right. And I'm going to drive. You remember that? <laughs> yep. And I'm going to drive. Still got him. Still gonna, got him. There you go. And I'm going to drive down there. Yeah. And I hope he's worth it. 30 second story. He comes down. TJ's a little nervous. Nervous. Yeah. Right? We're sitting in Hamden High School. Mm-hmm. TJ has two points at halftime. Coach isn't saying much. He's sitting there like, okay. Mm-hmm. I talked to TJ's dad at the time. Big shout out to Rick Kennedy. He says, I, I said, listen, TJ need to do something. Make a long story short, second half, he has 32 points. Woo! <laughs> uh, Look at the head nod. Says, he said, okay. Yes, that's what I need to see. He said, <laughs> yes. but this kid has, he's yeah. so quick and he's so fast. Yeah. And look at all the steals he has. 
you, you can't teach that. Yeah. He said, T, do you have time to uh, go out and eat after this? He said, I saw a Ponderosa when I got off the highway. You want to go to Ponderosa? <laughs> I do remember where Ponderosa was. <laughs> he remembers yes. that, right, Coach? <laughs> and then as we sat yes. down and we started chumming it up, he said, let's just get right to it. I'm going to sign this kid. Yeah. He said, I like this kid. I need a point Good guard. Good eye, T. Yes. I, 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 I need a point guard. And he brought TJ in and, they, and we had a great time. That's and that's great. how our, our relationship that's uh, started yes. many years ago. Yes. I yes. love yes. that. You yes. remember that story, <laughs> Coach? It, it, Oh, that that is it in a nutshell. And what I tried to do, I didn't even want him to be my point guard. I took him off the ball at, at Morgan because right. he could I score. I just wanted him to shoot. Yeah. I just wanted wow. him to shoot. I told him, man, all I want you to do is shoot. And on the defensive end, you jump on the point guard and you apply pressure, and the rest will be history. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And believe it or not, let me tell you this real quick, and I'm going to let you go. Last week. TJ was just inducted into his high school Hall of Fame. Oh, oh that's, right. that's that's that's, that's fantastic. At Hamden, that's Hampton super. All right, Hampton High School. Yes, beautiful. That's that's super. That's super. And I know you guys. I know you guys. You get a lot of local flavor. Yes. With what you do, so you just keep on doing what you do because I've learned a lot about New Haven and and Connecticut and. You know, just by you know watching your podcast. I right. we, we, we appreciate you, you so much, out. Coach. On behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teef. and I'm Gigi. Coach, have a great night. Take care. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, thank you guys. Take care. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, a I legend. Just sat there and just listened and learned. Wasn't that I mean, a great story? It was, I, I mean. Like most of our guests, and like like people in general, so many layers to that story. I mean, we could take this thing apart. He was a part of of desegregation. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and then I mean, then there's the basketball stories and just yeah. what amazing I knew he was going to enjoy the done. desegregation. I said, you know, well, you know me, you know me, She's you know me. This. But even just again, the 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 pushing through, the getting there, the moving on, the story with his mom. There's oh. so many stories in this guy's story. We didn't get to talk about the book. He's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, when the book comes out, I'll find out. I'll let That's you know. That's right. We got to let so, the people uh, know. We'll, we'll definitely let them know on the podcast yes. so people can get it. Hey, listen, please hit the subscribe button. Email us. We have a great platform. If you have an amazing story you want to come on, please let us know. TFGG at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Another great show. Another great show. Next Teef. week, we have an, another amazing guest. On behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. Have a great night, guys. Take care. You will.